Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Welcome to another edition of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I'm Tim McMaster. This is your chance to talk to and get your questions in to some of the best players in baseball, present and past. And today we're talking about the past. And Dale Murphy, seven-time All-Star for the Atlanta Braves, two-time MVP. Dale, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. All right, fans, you know how this works. You use the hashtag chatting cage to get your questions in via Twitter. You can use the MLB fans app as well, or press that get in line button on your computer, on your phone, and ask your own questions of Dale. We're going to start with social media, Dale, and Drew Builder 2 wants to know, what's the biggest difference in your mind between today's game and the game when you played it? Well, I, I do get asked that question a lot. There's, there's a, a probably a short list of things. First of all, I'd have to say they're better younger. These, these players have a lot. They, they've played so much more that they're, as far as hitting is concerned, and probably pitching to a certain extent, but obviously I focus on the hitters. Their swings are a lot better at their age than, you know, 30, 40 years ago. They've obviously played a lot more baseball than we have. Um, and it's harder to hit now. I, I don't have uh, – there's no question in my mind it's harder to be a good hitter uh, in this day and age because you're facing the starting pitcher uh, so much less than in the in the old days. Uh, and you have more specialists in the, in the bullpen that throw much uh, – I, I wouldn't say they throw harder. I'd have to say there's more hard throwers than back in the old days. And one thing that I think we're coming back to, the other thing that I think about is the speed of the game. We had a lot of ballparks that really uh, uh, teams built their clubs around speed. Obviously, St. Louis Cardinals in the 80s is the first thing to come to mind. But you had Montreal, Cincinnati, uh, Philadelphia. You had AstroTurf fields that uh, guys with a lot of speed at the top of the lineup were real, really valuable. So you had more stolen bases. But I think that's coming back a little bit too. But those are the three things I think are uh, three things that come to my mind when I think about the difference between now and and when I started, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, you mentioned all the hard throwers. It seems like nowadays they go to that bullpen in the sixth inning, and it's hard thrower, hard thrower, hard thrower, one after another. Dale, we have a, we have a fan ready to go with a question. Fan, go ahead, tell us your name, where you're from, and ask a question for Dale Murphy. And my question is, why did you choose the number three? <laughs> well, to, to be honest with you, my, my favorite number was nine. <laughs> Uh, you know, growing up in high school, I was number nine. I made it to, to I got drafted by the Braves and got uh, invited to spring training because I was a catcher, and my first number there was 52. And uh, uh, Bill Acre, our traveling secretary and equipment manager at that time, uh, when I stuck with the club, he said, Murphy, you know, you can't play with 52. Uh, what do you want? And I, I said, Bill, I, you know, I, I don't really care. If I'm going to be in the big leagues, I'll take whatever you give me. And he said, there's, there's been some good players at number three. I said, I'll take it. So uh, I, I didn't have any, any thought about why. I just was like, I'll take whatever you give me. That means I'm going to stick with the team. We're going to go back to the MLB Fans app now, Dale. And Shoal Daddy wants to know, who was the best pitcher that you ever faced back in your career? Well, the toughest at bat, people ask me about, toughest pitcher if you if you played in the late 70s early 80s a lot of guys would say J.R. Richard uh, with Houston um, he was he was very intimidating 6'8 at least or 6'9 just a tad wild 
hard slider, hard fastball. Toughest, uh, most challenging pitchers uh, weren't necessarily the guys that threw the hardest, obviously, but that I just never really felt like I had a read on. And those are guys like Oral Hershiser, Greg Maddox, um, and I'm sure there's some other guys I could could think of. But uh, Hershiser and Maddox were the first guys that come to mind for me that that I, I never felt very comfortable off when I felt like when I got a hit off him, I felt like it was a big accomplishment. Yeah, I think that was true of just about all the hitters <laughs> back in those yeah. guys' careers. I, know, I, I, sure. I faced Hershiser. <laughs> I faced Hershiser. I think two games in the middle of his whatever that scoreless inning streak was he had. Uh, and it was it was uh, not a lot of fun. Yeah, back in '88, I think, right when they went all the way to the World right. Series with uh, right. with Oral. So we're gonna go back to social real quick here and the MLB fans app. And Dale Chai Cubby wants to know, what do you think of bat flips? Do you like them or not like them? I, I'm sorry. What was what was what do I think of? What do you think of bat flips? Oh, bat flips. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I came up in another era where if you did anything, um, I, I mean, to put it in perspective, I can remember giving a high five at home plate and really being very uncomfortable in my next at bat. So, uh, you know, and when I first came up, high five wasn't even invented. But when it started, I thought it was uh, uh, really too, sh too much of uh, a show. So that's kind of where I grew up. But now... You know, I've been on social media saying I, I, I agree with Bryce Harper. Let's have some fun. Um, show a little bit more of your personality out there. I'm fine with it. Obviously, there is a line that gets crossed, and everybody kind of knows where it is. But, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm good with it. Obviously, if I was a opposing pitcher, I may not be. But I think the game of baseball needs, needs personality. Needs, uh, we need more young eyeballs on their phones looking at highlights or on the TV screen. So uh, we need to show some personality. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I, I, I like a little more personality. Now, I, w I wasn't like that, but uh, it's a different era. Um, I think Joe Posnanski said it best, is this young generation wants to write their own set of unwritten rules. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And we talked <laughs> yeah. earlier about how the game has changed, and that is one big way is the way – you know, Jose Batista in the playoffs last year with a huge bat flip. We see it all the time. David Ortiz does it. Uh, some of the best players in the game do it, and, hey, they get away with it. It is fun, and you're right. The fans certainly do love it. We're going to stick to social media now, and Dale Balder the Brave wants to know, what was the best thing about playing for the Braves? Well, a whole bunch of things come to mind. Um, I think – you know, anybody that gets a chance to play, it's always kind of the friends you make and the teammates you have. Uh, what? I, I don't know. I, I have to say, you know, I played in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, which is now a parking lot out there somewhere. And uh, so the first thing that comes to mind is I was lucky I played in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium because this place is, Turner Field's a little too big for me. Um, the other, the you know, we were really lucky uh, back in the 80s with uh, Ted Turner and TBS. I run across people all the time when I travel throughout the country. And that following we had in the 80s when, when Braves got on cable TV and it was us and the Cubs, and um, it, it, it was really a, a kind of a new thing. It was a big thrill. and We made a lot of fans around the country, and 
no matter where I go, people say we, we watched you every day. We're big Braves fans. So that was, that was a fun thing to be a part of the Braves in the 80s. Yeah, it really became kind of America's team, like you said, along with the Cubs because available all over the country. And funny you mentioned Fulton County. Next year it's another ballpark the Braves will be <laughs> yeah. moving into. Dale, we have another fan ready to go here. Fan, just go ahead, tell us your name, where you're from, and ask your question for Dale Murphy. All right. Hi, Hi I'm Noah from Rochester, Michigan. And I was wondering what you thought of the Braves' future, like the future of the Braves. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, they are working like crazy. If you follow the Braves, you know they've had uh, a couple really good drafts, and uh, they've made a lot of trades, a lot of movement. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later that they're going to be right back in the thick of things. They've committed to um, – uh, uh, spend more on free agents and things like that. Got the new ballpark, like you mentioned, uh, um, SunTrust Park. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. So and I've seen some of the kids in the minor leagues, and, yeah, they're young, but the future looks looks really good. They've they, Obviously, which most teams need to do, you got to have things built around uh, pitching, and uh, that's what they're trying to do, and just stockpile a whole bunch of pitchers down there, mix in a few hitters and some defense, and it's a good winning formula. Dale, our next question kind of spins right off of that one. It's our EDJ question of the day, and today it is, what do you think of the Braves' rebuild? And more importantly, who are some of the young players coming up through the system that you really like? Well, there's, uh, there's uh, a kid in Rome, um, low A, uh, Austin Riley, really good-looking third baseman. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of pitchers. I think this draft, uh, it, this last draft, is pretty exciting. Uh, uh, Anderson, Muller, and Wentz were their first three picks. Really good-looking, young high school pitchers, and it might be a couple uh, years away, but uh, got all the all the tools. Um, and of course, Dansby just got ca called up. We're really excited about him. And the other guy, everybody mentions, waiting for him to get here, but he still can't believe how young he is. He's only. 19 is Ozzie Albies at second. Uh, uh, those are some of the names that come to mind. And uh, uh, there's some other guys that, that uh, you got to follow the Braves really closely to know about. But those are the first names that come to mind. But uh, they've they got some good young talent coming up. Yeah, and you mentioned Swanson and Albies. And there's your double play combination for years to come, it seems like. Uh, let's go back to social media now, Dale. And Sam Gree wants to know, what was the most memorable game that you ever played in? Well, you know, I only won one division, and so I didn't get a chance to a lot of memorable games in the in the postseason or anything. The 82 season was was a lot of fun. We we won our first 13 games, so that was a big thrill. You know, I get asked about a game, two games, and this is this is crazy. But one of the most memorable home runs in Atlanta Braves history was the Rick Camp game, which everybody calls. I think it was July 4th, 1985. The game lasted till about four in the morning. Thank thanks to Rick Camp who hit a home run in the 16th or 17th I can't remember but uh uh you know I got home at five in the morning uh that was a real memorable game and then oddly enough I get asked about a big fight we had with the San Diego Padres in 84 that lasted the whole game literally so I wish I had more World Series memories to to to, to share with you but I'd say the 82 season and then those two crazy games I played in 84 and 85. 
Yeah, and of course, that 82 season, certainly special. Your first MVP award was that year as well. We're going to go back to Twitter now, Dale, and Joey North wants to know, what would your advice be for young players coming up to play in the majors? Well, I'll probably tell you right now, you're probably playing enough baseball. <laughs> um, it's great. If you, if you love playing baseball, just play as much as you can. That's all fine. People talk about how much the kids are playing now. I don't have a problem with it as long as they're enjoying it. Um, if you can and your coach will let you, it's really good to do some cross-training once in a while. Uh, um, Andrelton Simmons comes to mind. It's one of the best shortstops I've ever seen, and he credits it with growing up playing soccer as well. So uh, I think there's some some good things about getting involved in other sports in some capacity. Obviously, you can concentrate on baseball. That's a great thing. Um, and uh, just just keep working at it. You'll, you'll never, no matter how good you are, you're never going to stop working and trying to improve. So listen to your coaches. Uh, take care of yourself. And most importantly, I think, you know, make sure you do things the right way. You don't need performance-enhancing drugs to, to be a Major League Baseball player. Don't fall into that trap. You can do it with good training, good coaching, taking care of yourself, and a good attitude. That's the key. Yeah, and you mentioned playing other sports, and you hear that from everybody in baseball, really, from front offices to players, just how valuable that is. Play some basketball in the winter. Play some football. We have another fan ready to go now, Dan. Dan, just go ahead and tell us your name where you're from, and go ahead with your question. Um, Mike Gonzalez from New York. Uh, my question is, if not a baseball player, what career path would you have taken? I don't know if you heard oh, that, Dale. Good, yeah, yeah, I think I did. What, oh. what career path would I have taken? Yep. That, that is a real good question. I, you know, growing up, I, I was lucky to have coaches that I really looked up to, um, uh, and uh, PE teachers, <laughs> so I probably would have been a coach or a PE teacher because, uh, you know, that's all I knew. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. I, I was lucky I got drafted and I didn't have to make a decision, but uh, uh, I probably would have been involved in sports in some capacity on the coaching side. All right, Dale, outstanding stuff, and it certainly worked out for you in baseball, so no worries about what Thank it could have been for sure. <laughs> That's going to do it here Thank for the you. Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Dale, thanks so much for taking some time. Hey, thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. That does it for this edition of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, but make sure you tune in again next time.